Well, hi there, and welcome to the 2023 edition of the CCCC Holiday Spectacular. The next 60 minutes are going to be full of fun to help us wind down this year by focusing on different aspects of the holiday season. Our plans this year include some of your favorite songs, or maybe not, a discussion on how Christmas has a connection with Halloween, a look at the holidays from a gaming perspective, and some Christmas stories. And it's all brought to you by the broadcasting students at Central Carolina Community College. My name is Fred Brucker. I'll be guiding you through the hour. And to start things off, part of the fun of the holidays is the chance, and sometimes even the expectation, to be a bit different than usual. We attend holiday parties. We do white elephant gift exchanges, getting excited over giving and receiving gifts that we would otherwise never want. We wear ugly Christmas sweaters with pride. And we indulge in holiday songs that make some people cringe. Brandon Thomas introduces us to some of those songs, at least songs that made the list that Rolling Stone magazine developed last year of some of the worst holiday songs ever released. Here's the first song, and I suppose you can be the judge of whether this song and the others presented are worthy of being on such a list. Hark the Hammered Angels Sing by Weezer. That's sitting number 11 on the top 20 worst Christmas songs of all time. These next two, they're sitting at number 7 and number 5, and they are two songs that are commonly played during the Christmas time. So, I don't know. You you tell me. Do these songs deserve to be on this list, or was Rolling Stones wrong about these next two? Hey, chingity ching. It's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 Santa's got a little friend, his name is Dominic, the cutest little donkey, you'll never see him kick. 
When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be Because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey La, 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 la La, 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 Jingle bells around his feet and presents on the sled. Hey, look at the mayor's derby on top of Dominic's head. A pair of shoes for Louie and a dress for Josephine. The label on the inside says they're made in Brooklyn. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey. La 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 la. la. Sing and clap their hands and Dominic starts to dance They talk Italian to him and he even understands Kumbaras and Kumbaras do they dance a darandel When Zandanagola comes to town and brings Ujucharil Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey La la la, la 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 You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe She'd been drinking too much eggnog And we begged her not to go But she forgot her medication And she staggered out the door into the snow When we found her Christmas morning At the scene of the attack She had hoof prints on her forehead And incriminating claws marks on her back Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Now we're all so proud of Grandpa He's been taking this so well See him in there watching football Drinking beer and playing cards with Cousin Mel It's not Christmas without Grandma All the family's dressed in black We just can't help but wonder Should we open up her gifts or send them back? Send them back! Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Now the goose is on the table And the pudding made of fig, ah. 
and the blue and silver candles that would just have matched the hair in Grandma's wig. I've warned all my friends and neighbors, better watch out for yourself. They should never give a license to a man who drives a sleigh and plays with elves. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Sing it, Grandpa Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa for me and Grandpa, we believe. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer, sitting number five on the Rolling Stones' top 20 worst Christmas songs of all time. Now, I personally love every song that I've played in my segment today, and I hope you did too. And if you did, according to the Rolling Stones, I guess we both have bad taste in music. That's it for me, so no matter what holiday you're celebrating this winter season, have a happy holidays. I suppose the next logical step here on the CCCC Holiday Spectacular is to move from cringy songs to scary movies. And normally, when we talk about the holidays, we specifically reference the different holidays that we celebrate in the month of December. But you know, Halloween doesn't seem to get as much love as it deserves. Thankfully, there are some movies out there that could be appropriate for both Halloween and Christmas when it comes to their storylines. Here to discuss this is Daniel Gaetan and Urban Cervantes Lopez. Thank you, Mr. Broker. Hey, everyone, this is Daniel, and I'm here with Irvin. But you may be thinking, why do we shows to talk about movies that we can see on Halloween, but we also can see on Christmas? Well, there's two reasons for that. Some people just don't like Christmas because it's too cheesy for them, and others just like to stay in the spooky vibe. Also, it works so I can talk about one of my favorite movies. So, let's get started. But before we start, let me tell you that there might be some spoilers for the next movies. Gremlins, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and Edward Scissorhands. So, if you haven't watched them, and you don't like spoilers, you have been warned. Alright, so the first movie we're starting out with is Gremlins. The plot is simple. Starts out with the main character's father looking for a Christmas gift. Stumbles his way down into like this weird sketchy shop. Right before he was about to leave, he comes across this weird creature in a cage thing, but he doesn't see it yet. Basically, the old man goes, that's not for sale. So, you know, of course, the, the father starts flexing, takes out the hundred, then two hundred. And then right before he leaves, I, um, I'm assuming the grandchild of the owner comes up and says, hey, let me talk to my grandfather. A couple of minutes go by comes out with the cage and right before he leaves he tells them three rules do you want to explain the rules sure i don't have any problem explaining the rules there's three simple rules and i'm gonna explain them for you rule number one avoid bright light to the mogwise bright lights are deadly rule number two don't get them wet add water to your mogwai and it will multiply 
And rule number three, don't feed them after midnight. What I've been referring to gremlins are really called mogwais by Gizmo when he's like a 40 a hairy ball is when he's a mogwai. But when you feed them after midnight, they become the gremlins, the little green ugly creatures. So, Irvin, what's your take on this movie? Because I know that you have like hate opinion in this movie, and I want to hear it. It's not that I hate it, I just don't like it no more. I used to love it as a kid. Like, I remember watching it like hundreds of times as a kid, and I loved it. But re-watching it now as an adult, it's like, wow. I don't have, it doesn't have the same magic it, it did, and I kind of regret watching it again. So it's like when you watch a movie that you love, and then you watch it when you're older and you're like, oh, yeah, it's cringy. I, I'd rather have my memory of it be good. I never had that feeling before because I, I know them some movies that I watched before, they're cringy, but I still enjoy them. I'm like, <laughs> it's like that feeling when you were young and be like, oh, the good old times. So, to be honest, I only watched Gremlin once before, and I was young, and I remember liking it, but the second time that I watched it before this, I really enjoyed it. It's such an 80s movie, music's pretty cool, the effects are pretty 80s effects, it's a perfect Christmas movie. Yeah, but it gets weird because it turns out to be like, oh, we have to save the whole town, and it's a going on a murder spree, and the killing the Gremlins. Yeah, that's why... It fits perfect with our segment of the holiday. It yeah. had a pretty good jump scare. Oh no, yeah. I remember I remember I used to have a nightmare when with the gremlins? Yeah, no, Spike's gremlin. When Spike turns into a gremlin. Oh. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah, it's like, just like the like, cocoon. Ugh. Yeah, it's just like oh. ew man. Yeah, it, it really it's really awful. I didn't like that the cocoon scene, it's kinda disgusting. Like the slimy things. Ugh. I hate slime. Yeah. And so to wrap up with this, how many stars do you give it? One to five. Oof. I'll give it a 2.8. Mine, it will be like... I'll give it a 3.2. You're just adding point something yeah. <laughs> to some more professional. Okay, sure. Uh, I'm going to say four stars. All right. That's pretty high. That's pretty high. I wouldn't rate the movie that high. It's not that good. But the next movie, I'll definitely rate it higher than Gremlins. But which one's the next movie? And that would be... It's Nightmare Before Christmas. And it, the plot is simple. Again, it's basically, I guess, the ruler of Halloween world, Jack, the Pumpkin King, wants basically a new holiday. He got tired of Halloween. He's, I guess, depressed, right? Like, tired of his own routine. Yeah, like, he's he just wants something new. So, you know, he... That whole movie is weird, to be honest. <laughs> like, it's not that it's weird. The, I didn't understand the message at the end. I interpret the message like, don't try anything new, just stick to the stuff you know. That's how I see it. If you, you really think about it, everyone's gonna hate this because we both hate this movie. Well, we don't hate it. But I think it, the message is kind of weird. Yeah. Because like, you can get it as in, don't... Try something like, new. Going outside your own nature. Yeah. Like it's stick to the stuff yes, you know. Yeah, stick to you, but oh. Wait, I think that movie's overrated. You know, when I was watching it and I can say I never watched it before. Like like the other night when I, um you told me to watch it, mm -hmm. like um that was the first time watching it. And I I always got the 
oh, this is Halloween. It's from that. A couple of songs from it. Yeah. But I didn't know that like every other sentence in that in that movie was a song. <laughs> like they just sung. Like people like the pumpkin patch song when he's like talking about he doesn't want to be this person no more and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was bad. Like he, they're just singing to sing, kinda. I don't mind that it's a musical. I love the. the I mean, yeah, I like, like the, the boogie woogie song. The oogie boogie, no oogie, boogie oogie. <laughs> no, the boogie woogie. That's the song title. No, it's oogie. Oh, the song. The song title is called boogie woogie. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But look, someone didn't do his homework. Well, I know my homework, okay. And actually, there's something that I want to make a point here. Most people think it's Tim Burton. It's not Tim Burton. The director actually is called Henry. I don't know, man. On the movie, it says when the movie starts, it says Tim Burton. But it doesn't say directed by. He's the produ- producer. You don't know a movie by the producer. The thing is that the original idea it was a poem of Tim Burton. Tim. Tim. I'm just gonna call Tim him Burton. Tim. Yeah. Wait. And then. So. It's produced by Tim Burton, but it's not directed. Yes. Okay. Because. At the moment, he was directing other stuff. I think he was directing Bad- Batman and Edward with Johnny Depp. And he wasn't that involved in the production. And a couple of years, the director was like, it annoys me that people say Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas because it's even the title. Like, I think for merchandise proposed. Uh, like, I think people just like Tim Burton. Yeah. His... I his love movie, yeah, yeah, his movies were really good. I love all his work, but it's not fair for the real director. I don't even know his name. That's talking very bad about me. I remember it was Henry Selick, I think it was. It is, it is Henry Selick. So, to wrap up things, Irvin, what do you think? How many stars will you give to his movie? I'll give it a three, but a four, because, you know, I love Timber and stuff. Even though we just said. That it's not Tim Burton. Yeah, but... Well, it was his original idea. Yeah. But... Me, personally, I think three stars. Because I love the movie in the musical thing. Because I love Danny Elfman. And actually, speaking of Danny Elfman, we have... Edward Scissorhands. The story's simple. It's actually a story of a story. It starts out with these two characters. A young girl and this is old lady. And basically, the old lady starts reminiscing about her past life and begins the story with her mom trying to sell makeup. And she's going around the whole neighborhood. Basically, she's having no luck. And clearly, that she's done this before because all her neighbors go, you know I'm not going to buy anything. So she gives up, kind of. But she spots the house on top of this hill. And it's not part of the neighborhood. It's just, it's woods up a hill and then this giant house so she goes up to this giant house it's completely abandoned and she goes inside nobody's in there like dark it hasn't been touched in years and she ends up going to the attic the attic has a hole in this roof so it brings in natural light in and that's where he finds one of the main characters Edward now she was afraid of Edward before the light touched him and all she saw was a scarred face and how scared he was So as any person would, she felt bad and brought him into town. And just like any new person in town, 
of course, the whole neighborhood is interested of this one person. And a lot of people don't really freak out at first. Like, they see the big scissors. That tells me one of the messages about the movie is don't judge a book by its cover or be yourself. Yeah, that and also the fact that people turn their backs so easily to other people. Because when he first came to the town, everyone was like, oh yeah, Edward, he's so cool. He can cut my hair, he can cut my dog's hair, he can cut my garden. But at the moment he started doing like stealing, quotation because he didn't steal at all. Everyone turned their back to him, they were like, oh yeah, he's so sketchy, I did never trust him. Even when before, everyone was trying to help him to have his own social security card, bank numbers, or even have his own salon. So with the salon, the reason why Edward never got it, because one of the main characters, Joyce, actually tried to rape him. Basically something hit the ground, Edward found the chance to like run away, and he did. Play a little scutter little duck walk run away it was very uncomfortable that scene to me really yes well, because that lady is... no you think no the scene where she's he's cutting her hair oh yeah where she get like she literally like finishes wow mm. yeah that's weird bro yeah when we get to see the feet of her being like all cross all oh. cross and stuff and her eyes go like it, uh. it gives me the heebie-jeebie after all that like hate and like negative impact towards edward and the family he was staying with they all decided to like stop messing with the family like they didn't want to talk to them like they were like uncomfortable there was that weird religious lady that was always like i i knew you i was right about him he has the devil on him you know oh yeah <laughs> like he, that he was, was very extra to me yeah that was no i think it was a woman right is it he right no i meant she, she yeah, she's yeah. always so extra to me yeah oh and also we have this scene with the eye stance i'll probably give this scene to you because I know you appreciate that snow scene. I love the snow scene. The song, Danny Elfman as always, creating masterpiece, scenes forever. I love the fact that the music, it goes with the sentiment, emotions of the characters at the moment. I don't know how to word it correctly because it makes something to my mind. No, I know what you pop it like. You're trying to say like, I love how like, it's a musical moment in the movie. Mm -hmm. And it instantly goes to cinema. And I believe that's the moment she falls in love with him. Even though, like, it doesn't make sense because this whole movie, she was like, Ew, get him away from me. Why would you have this freak here? Honestly, Edward hasn't done nothing to, like, win her over. Because she has a whole boyfriend. She does. And he doesn't have any race. He's not like he's trying to... He can barely talk. He can barely talk. I mean, he sees her with, like, puppy eye loves, like, in love, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's just well, like... he only breaks into the house. For her. For her. Because she asked him to. But other than that, I think it's petty love. Yeah? I think so because he doesn't do anything for her, like a big thing. And it, I'm not blaming Edward because he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't have a lot of education before. Yeah, and like, it literally says in the movie, like from a psychologist, they don't know how he's survived this long. Which is sad because he ends up back to the mansion. And once he's back in the mansion, you know, the story catch up to the main character, it's Kim. And she's a lot older, she's this old lady. And it's back to the, I guess, the, the little girl asking her the question. And she reveals at the end of the movie that it never snowed until Edward went back up there. And then, you know, she says, like, sometimes, like, she thinks it's him, 
and like she still goes out there to dance in the snow. The scene fades out, goes back up to the mountain, and it actually shows Edward having a bunch of ice sculptures, shaving the snow off, shaving the ice off, making the town, making it snow. To end this, honestly, I'll give this movie a 5 out of 5. Same here, I don't blame you putting 5 out of 5. Because for me, it's perfect cinema. 5 stars out of 5 makes it the perfect score. Thank you everyone for listening, I really hope you liked this segment of the show. But remember, if your air conditioner goes on the freeze, or your washing machine blows up, or your video recorder comes out, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closet and cupboards, look under all the beds, cause you can never tell, there just might be a gremlin in your house. You're listening to the CCCC Holiday Spectacular for 2023. I'm Fred Brecker. Thanks for joining us. Let's move from scary stories to more traditional classic tales for this time of year. Danny Anthony will share a series of short stories with us throughout the hour. The first is perhaps a story that you know by heart. Feel free to say the story along with Danny as we welcome a visit from St. Nicholas, better known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in the hope that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads, and Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer? With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each tiny hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His draw little mouth was drawn up in a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose, 
and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, or the drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Up next is Yori Morales. She recognizes that Christmas is not the only holiday that is celebrated at this time of year. So she has some fun facts about some of the other celebrations that happen in December as she helps us enjoy a little music along the way. Hello, friends and family, and all those that may be listening right now. Thank you so much for joining me on this spectacular. It's lovely to be here talking to you all about the holidays, and we're getting pretty close to them already. So this means we'll get to spend time with our loved ones. Isn't that fun? You know, the usual holiday break stuff and whatnot. Anyways, you want to learn some cool facts with me? Come here, I got a couple of them. So, you know winter solstice, right? Here are a few cool facts about that. Usually, pagan traditions are held in the time of winter solstice. You know, they would eat some winter solstice-related foods. They have drink. They drink cider. They recite winter solstice-related quotes and poems or whatever they may have out there. Honestly, it's great. It's it's pretty cool. Pretty cool if I do say so myself. Hey, scientifically, the winter solstice. It happens in the blink of an eye. Did you guys know that? I know. I know. It's pretty weird. I wouldn't have known that if I didn't find that out. Apparently, it's true. Okay, I think it's about time we get y'all settled in on the holiday spirit. Here comes Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase Kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to you Okay, folks, now that we have you all settled in on the holiday spirit, I think it's time we give you all a quick fact break. This one I think you're going to find interesting. That is, if I can even find this, hold on, where did I put 
Oh, okay, okay, I got y'all. All right, here it is. Okay, here it comes. So, you know Hanukkah, right? There are eight candles for eight days, right? Know the significance behind those candles? Well, those eight candles on the menorah, they symbolize the eight days that the temple lantern was lit. But did you know that there was also a ninth? Yeah, that ninth candle called the shamash, that is the candle that helps light the eight. I know, it's very interesting. <laughs> Take that in, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I got a cool one. It has some history into it, but I think it's still fun nonetheless. So, here it is. You know Santa Claus. Yeah, Saint Nick. Well, Santo was based off the Bishop Saint Nicholas of Myra. So, what this bishop did, he left gifts to children and to those who were not as well behaved as the rest of the children who got their gifts, he would leave them coal. And that tradition, it still holds up today. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Alright, with that out of the way, here comes Jose Feliciano wishing y'all a Merry Christmas and what I think is one of the best ways possible, in my opinion. Enjoy, fellas. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Alright y'all, before we get out of here for today, I'd like to share one more fact I have up my sleeve, so here it is y'all. Did you know the first mall Santa has said to make an appearance in 1890 by a man named James Edgar? Yeah, apparently he jump-started a mall Santa tradition as a way to make more sales the holiday season. You know where this took place in? It's a place called the Boston Store in Broxton. Yeah, some very crazy history on the mall Santa. I know, I'm pretty surprised myself. Okay, y'all, y'all had enough fun with me. I guess I gotta leave y'all to, to celebrate the holiday season with everybody else. With that out of the way, thank you for having me. And here's a little bit of Mariah Carey, y'all. The frosting is complete. I don't want a lot for Christmas.
Thanks, Yuri. One of the things we love to do in this annual radio show that we do is to bring together different and creative ways of looking at this time of year. And no doubt that, for many, some of the greatest memories of the holiday season include receiving your first gaming console as a kid. But what about the games themselves? Or the act of gaming? Is there a real holiday connection there? Thomas Mejia thinks so. Here's his take on gaming from a Christmas point of view. Ah, Christmas time. Time to spend with friends and family. But it also gives you time for your hobbies. Whether that be crocheting a sweater, maybe drawing or painting, or maybe playing video games. One of the greatest things about playing video games around this time is the limited time events. There are many games that celebrate Christmas time. Think of Winterfest from Monster Hunter World. Think of maybe Winter Wonderland from Overwatch. Or maybe The Dawning from Destiny 2. It doesn't even really need to be an event. In many games, they throw on a coat of Christmassy paint. Stardew Valley has a whole winter season with the town hall decorated with Christmas ornaments. Don't Starve Together has Christmas clothing and even Christmas versions of structures, items, and even monsters. All of this to say, why? This takes time to develop, playtests so nothing breaks, and money is spent to create all of this. Many video games profit from this due to seasonal skins for their characters and in-game emotes. The important thing to know, however, is that many games go big for these events specifically. This could have been done at any time on many different unique ideas. You see, I believe that even more than the sales and the shiny new lights, it's all made to truly celebrate and spread Christmas cheer. Well, duh, you might be saying. What I truly mean by that, though, is something we need to dive deeper into. If you've been on the internet for the last six or seven years, you might have seen someone say, Christmas doesn't hit like it used to. Or, Christmas isn't the same as it used to be. Many people who say this are around their late teens and early 20s, and many people would agree with this. Frankly, I get annoyed by this. Not because it gets repeated so many times, but to me, it shows you haven't grown into the role you're supposed to fill now. When you were a kid, Christmas just happened around you. You would get into the car, Christmas music would be playing. When December rolled around, your school would be decorated head to toe with Christmas decorations. Christmas specials would air on the TV. Before school break, you would get hot chocolate and watch Polar Express in class. If you were lucky, it would snow before school ends and you would get to leave school early. You wondered and hoped you'd get what you asked for on your Christmas list. When you were a kid, Christmas happened passively. Before you got in the car, your parent put on Christmas radio. Before you got to school, the faculty already put up the decorations. Your parents already knew about the Christmas specials and put them on when they came on. Your teacher spent months in advance planning what you guys were going to do for December. As you grew older, 
you got your own car, you've grown out of elementary school, and you stopped watching kids' shows. Christmas lost its passive role in your life. That wonder and hope went away. A lot of what made Christmas special as a kid is lost with age and you're left wondering, what next? What many people don't understand is that you have to become active in celebrating Christmas as you grow older. You have to turn on the Christmas music. You have to decorate your house or room. You have to make plans with people to do something festive. Christmas itself never changed only its role in your life. Putting the thought and care into the presents that you get for other people and hoping that they really enjoy it. You have to make Christmas meaningful. And that's what's so amazing is that you can do that any way that you want to. So how does this connect with Christmas events and video games? Well, these limited time events are a passive experience exactly like it was when you were a kid. The little jingles and songs that they make for the lobby, the game gets a makeover of festive decorations, it captures that feeling you had when you were a kid. That's why these events are so important and meaningful. Anyone who has played around this time and has experienced these events with friends can tell you that it holds special memories. Some games have special game modes, items, and additions that are just there for purely fun. There's so much love that goes into these events by developers and it shows. What's so amazing is how widespread these events are. It doesn't matter if you're playing an asymmetrical horror game like Dead by Daylight, or a battle royale like Fortnite, or even open world games like Minecraft. All of them take their time and create their own Christmas experience. I believe what makes video games so special is that you can share this experience with others, whoever it may be. Spending time together and taking all the loving details in. To me, I always get excited to see what my favorite game does for Christmas time, and it's something I always look forward to when the season comes around. I don't spend hundreds of dollars on the cosmetics and games. I don't spend time decorating my house head to toe. I don't spend hundreds of dollars on Christmas lights. I'm simply a person who got the chance to speak into a microphone. But I want to tell you, if you're lucky, you only get about 70 Christmas times. And my message to all those listening, to truly enjoy each and every single one as much as you can. So whether that be playing video games with others, watching Christmas movies, doing White Elephant with friends or family, or just sitting by the fireplace and drinking hot chocolate, I want you to try and actively enjoy Christmas. And to all those listening, I hope you can take something away from what I've talked about today and to spread that holiday cheer. And I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you so much. This is the 2023 CCCC Holiday Spectacular. I'm Fred Brucker. Once again, it's story time. 
Danny Anthony is back, this time with a post-log of the first tale. Here now is The Night After Christmas. "'Twas the night after Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, excepting a mouse. The stockings were flung in haste over the chair, for hopes of St. Nicholas were no longer there. The children were restlessly tossing in bed, for the pie and the candy were heavy as lead. While Mama in her kerchief and I in my gown had just made up our minds that we would not lie down. When out in the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my chair to see what was the matter. Away to the window I went with a dash, flung open the shutter and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of noonday to objects below. When what to my long anxious eye should appear, but a horse and a sleigh, both old-fashioned and queer. With a little old driver, so solemn and slow, I knew at a glance it must be Dr. Burrow. I drew in my head and was turning around, when upstairs came the doctor, with scarcely a sound. He wore a thick overcoat made long ago, and the beard on his chin was white with the snow. He spoke a few words and went straight to his work. He felt all the pulses, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose, with a nod of his head to the chimney he goes. A spoonful of oil, ma'am, if you have it handy. No nuts and no raisins, no pies and no candy. These tender young stomachs cannot well digest. All these sweets that they get, toys and books, are the best. But I know my advice will not find many friends, for the custom of Christmas the other way tends. The fathers and mothers, and Santa Claus too, are exceedingly blind. Well, a good night to you. And I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, These feastings and candies make a doctor's bills right. All right, let's go back to the movies now. This time, the movies we will focus on are more widely agreed upon as being part of the holiday canon. And within those movies are songs that help us get into the holiday mood. Here now with some of her favorite songs from holiday videos is Carolina Dominguez. The first song is Hot Chocolate by Tom Hanks. Hot, 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 hot,
The next song is You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch by Thor Ravenscraft. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole Your brain is full of spiders You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch You have termites in your smile You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch You're a nasty, wasty skunk Your heart is full of unwashed socks Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch The three words that best describe you are as follows And I quote Stink, stank, stunk You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch You're the king of sinful sots Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up in tangled up knots. You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nos. You're a crooked jerky jockey and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. The last song is One More Sleep Till Christmas by Kermit. There's magic in the air this evening magic in the air the world is at her best you know when people love and care the promise of excitement is one the night will keep after all there's only one more sleep till christmas There's no such thing as strangers when a stranger says hello. 
And everyone is family. We're having so much fun. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. Tis the season to be jolly and joyous. With a burst of pleasure, we feel it arrive. It's a season when the saints can employ us to spread the news about peace and to keep love alive. I really love Christmas, and these songs make me nostalgic. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is one of my favorite movies, and it was part of my childhood. That is why I made this segment. I wanted people to remember movies that was part of their childhood, and remember the happy moments they spent with their families. We have one more story to share with you as we conclude this year's Holiday Spectacular. Settle in for this rendition of Grandma's Christmas Gifts. One more time, here's Danny Anthony. Grandma Burns sat knitting busily in the sun one bright morning the week before Christmas. The snow lay deep and the hard crust glistened like silver. All at once she heard little sighs of grief outside her door. When she opened it, there sat Peter and Jimmy Rice, two very poor little boys with their faces in their hands, and they were crying. My patience, cried Grandma. What can be the matter with two bright little boys this sunny morning? We don't have no good times, sighed little Peter. We can't slide, we haven't any sleds, whimpered Jimmy. Why, of course boys can't have a good time without sleds, said Grandma cheerily. Let us look about and see if we can't find something. And Grandma's cat border bobbed behind barrels and boxes in the shed and all among the cobwebs in the garret, but nothing could be found suitable. Hmm, I do believe this would do for little Pete. And the dear old lady drew a large pressed tin pan off the top shelf in the pantry. A long, smooth butter tray was found for Jimmy. Grandma shook her cap border with laughter to see them skim over the hard crust in their queer sleds, and the boys shouted and swung their hands as they flew past the window. I do expect they'll wear about through, murmured Grandma, but boys must slide, that's certain. And the pan was scoured as bright as a new silver dollar, and the red paint was all gone off the wooden tray when Peter and Jimmy brought their sleds back. Grandma knitted faster than ever all that day, and her face was bright with smiles. She was planning something. She went to see Job Easter that night. He promised to make two small sleds for the pair of socks she was knitting. When the sleds were finished, she dyed them red and drew a yellow horse upon each one. Grandma called them horses, but no one would have suspected it. Then the night before Christmas, she drew on her great socks over her shoes to keep her from slipping, put on her hood and cloak, 
and dragged the little sleds over to Peter and Jimmy's house. She hitched them to the door latch and went home laughing all the way. And there you have it. That's the 2023 edition of the CCCC Holiday Spectacular, brought to you by the broadcasting students at Central Carolina Community College. Hey, did you like this year's show? What was your favorite part? Please let us know. Send us a message on social media. We're on Facebook, X, and Instagram at 883-WUAW. We also have email. That's WUAW at CCCC.edu. And our phone number is 910-814-8830. If you really like what you heard and you want more, you can find this show and others on your favorite podcast app. Just search for WUAW and you can listen to this show again as well as other offerings we provide. And one more thing before we sign off. Would you like a chance to do projects like this one and earn a diploma or degree in the process? All of our participants received a grade for their part in this broadcast, and they have valuable experience in recording, editing, and distributing content for the masses. They're doing it through the audio and video production technology program at CCCC. It's what we used to call broadcasting production technology. These students are learning the basics of putting together media content for traditional media like radio and TV, but also for new media like podcasts, video platforms, and social media. They earn diplomas over the course of one year in audio or in video, or they earn a two-year associate's degree in both disciplines. Having these skills is becoming more and more important, not just for media moguls, but also for anyone that wants to reach an audience much bigger than themselves. Want details? You can learn about audio and video production technology at cccc.edu forward slash broadcasting, or you can call 919 718-7257. I'm Fred Brucker, thanking you for tuning in to the 2023 CCCC Holiday Spectacular. On behalf of all of this year's presenters, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. (laughs) 